This week on The Swearwolves, we recap our recent trip to Mad Monster Party, Arizona, and discuss Beetlejuice. the swearwolves i'm brett i'm david david yes sir how are you my friend i am fantastically well how are you i am doing wonderful i'm doing wonderful uh recently i had a i had a rug in my uh like a toupee office here you oh okay okay <laughs> yeah and i recently grew hair back uh no i had a rug in my office here you saw it and it was like the horror sticker that goes on like vhs right things that we remember and i had that rug and uh, something happened to it, and it got destroyed. No. I know. So I had to order a new one. So I'm getting a new one of those, but I wanted to give a shout-out to Creepy Company. That's where I ordered it from, creepycompany.com. And uh, they have really cool stuff on there, I and they're not giving me any sort of discount for saying that. <laughs> so I just, I just like the products, but I, I got uh, – have you ever ordered from them? I haven't, but I've seen some of their stuff. It looks cool. Yeah, I also got this throw pillow because uh, I got this like th- throw fleece blanket over here that's like the VHS art for uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll just throw in an extra thing. And it was this throw pillow. And on one side is like the butcher leather face mask. And on the other side is the pretty lady leather face mask. Which one do you so think you're going to have facing outwards to greet you when you come up to just, your couch? It just depends on what mood I'm in. The pretty in. lady, like, ooh, who's this? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll, sexy. I'll put put pretty lady out. <laughs> um, so uh, I just got that. Oh, you know another thing I ordered. I ordered from Fright Rags. I know you order from Fright Rags quite a bit. Most but of my wardrobe is from Fright Rags. <laughs> well, this, I this hat I'm wearing a, is from Fright Rags. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I saw a. Uh, they just released like some E. T. shirts. Mm-hmm. And that's my wife's favorite movie. So I ordered some shirts for her and I ordered a shirt for myself. So in the near future, I will be wearing an E.T. shirt on one of these video podcasts. But um, what are you wearing right now? Is that the Prowler? This is the Prowler. I believe this is Gutter Garbs. Yeah, nice. I'm wearing a Mad Monster shirt because we just got back from Mad Monster. That is correct. We did just get back from Mad Monster a week ago. Uh, so last week we didn't have time to throw in uh, our update, but um, our kind of synopsis wrap up breakdown of uh, the Mad Monster show. But I think we're going to do that right here, David. Oh, what do you shit. Think? Yeah, let's do it. Why don't we throw this to past Brett and David, but future Brett. And David. This is a really weird time conundrum mm-hmm. we're in right now because it's future versions of us. But then when people hear this, it'll be past versions of us. So it's very complicated. Say that it's f- actually very scientific. 
Yeah, and we always say that the future versions of us are the best versions. So right now, we are the future versions of us right now. Isn't that weird? Yeah, my brain just exploded. (laughs) So why don't we have those assholes take it over? Take it away, you fuckers. All right. Thank you, Past Brett and David. You guys, you sexy beasts. Sexy little bitches. They are, aren't they? And they're future Mm. Brett and David, but they're still past Brett and David. It's really, it's complicated. I think I explained that in the podcast, how complicated it is. That ass on past me. Mm. (laughs) Mm. David. Yes, Brett. We are here together. Yay. We're in Glendale, Arizona, home of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Their stadium's right next to us. And the Coyotes. And the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah. And... Uh, David, it's your home too. I live here. Yes. This is where I reside in this hotel. Uh, yeah. I do not. I flew in on Friday. You had quite the ordeal. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, got my shit together, you know, got cleaned up, got dressed, all that kind of good stuff. Had a cup of coffee, left my house at four o'clock in the morning. This is Pennsylvania time, mind you, which wake up at three o'clock in the morning here, your Arizona time is midnight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go to the airport, get on my first plane. Everything's glorious. Everything's glorious. Leave Pennsylvania, have to lay over in Chicago. Shy town. <laughs> O'Hare or Midway? O'Hare. Oh. Fuck Midway. <laughs> Losers go to Midway. Winners go to O'Hare. Go to O'Hare? Yeah. Yeah, because guess what, David? This winner right here, he was first class. Mm. First class you. seat from from uh, Chicago, you bougie motherfucker. You Pennsylvania made me bougie. God, fancy, Mister Fancy Pants over here. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna fly first class. First class from Chicago first. to Phoenix, please. <laughs> Into Phoenix, Arizona. It's in the desert. It's very dry. Those plebes down there. <laughs> I will entertain them for the weekend. Uh, to call it first class. I was in first class. You couldn't even call it class. Was yeah, class. Class. First class. They got direct TV on the flight. I'm watching Wimbledon. I felt like a fucking yuppie son of a bitch because I'm sitting in first <laughs> class. Tennis. They're like serving me drinks and uh, fucking food and shit. I'm watching Excuse tennis. Excuse me, Monroe. Could you bring me another beverage? Like, She's like, my, my name's name, Helen. Yeah, my, exactly. My name's Tina. I'm, I'm from Albuquerque. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Well, regardless. <laughs> Nevertheless. So... We're sitting there on the tarmac, and the plane's not moving. Mm, that's not a good sign. And then it moves a little bit, and then it stops moving. Did the plane go, <laughs> No, the pilot comes on. He's like, hey, we're uh, looking in some stuff. Could you smell fire? No. <laughs> that's good. Apparently, the fuel injector or some shit like that, I don't know. It's all complicated stuff, David. The fu- I think the fuel injector. He's like, we have two of them, but one of them's coming up that it's not working. Yeah, like, we could take a gamble and fly with one, but maybe we'll err on the side of caution. He's like, so we're going to try to fix it. If we can't fix it, we might have to have you deboard the plane, and then we'll find you a new plane. Yeah. An hour layover turned into a th- over three-hour layover. That sucks. So I was supposed to land here in Phoenix at about 11 a.m., and you were going to pick me up from the airport. It ended up being about 1 PM. Yeah. You kept texting me. You're like, no, I haven't left yet. Still waiting. I was like, Oh, I've, I've accomplished like a whole day's worth of activities over here. All right. (laughs) What else can I do? (laughs) So yeah, you picked me up at the airport. 
Yep. And it was fucking hot as shit. Oh my God. So I'm sorry. My car was full blast AC, but it was still gross. By the time we got to the hotel, like you could oh. see through my shorts. Oh yeah. The sweat beads. And, yep. And you could see yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Good thing I wasn't wearing white. Uh, good thing I wasn't wearing white and I decided to wear undergarments. It kind of worked out good that... Yeah, timing-wise, it was still good. Timing-wise, I think it was better. Otherwise, we'd just been sitting around all yeah, day. Yeah, we would have been pulling our putt all yep. afternoon. I made time for that. <laughs> Always do. But uh, we got to the hotel, checked in, went down to the bar, had a drink, uh, just kind of... People watching. People watch, talk to some people. I don't know. Yeah. Random, random folks. Pointing people like, oh, there's so-and-so. Oh, that's, that's Nick Castle walking by. Don't, don't look too close. Don't let him see us. He's scared by movement. Hey, when I was on the airplane mm-hmm. flying out here, yeah, you can watch movies. And yeah, so well. I decided I was going to watch a movie that I hadn't seen yet, but you've seen it. Mm. So I want to talk about this real quick. Okay. I don't, we're not going to rate this movie. I don't <laughs> give a fuck that much about it. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah, yeah, You've yeah. seen this? I have. I don't remember it all that well, but I did see it. Okay. It's a sequel to Ghostbusters. Yes. They don't even acknowledge the events of part two, though. Really? Do they not? I don't remember. Not really. I wish they would have more. Yeah. Talk about the Statue of Liberty and shit. And yeah. Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're gonna have to take control. Gotta, 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 gotta take control. <laughs> Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Paul Rudd is in it. Sexiest man alive. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> People's sexiest man alive. The people indeed. have voted, David. Yep. It's Paul Rudd. It wasn't us. <laughs> could, could, could the swearwolves become the sexiest man alive? Like just us together? Like a mashup of our yeah. faces and our penises? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um... Is that what they judge it on? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think penis has plays any part into that. But well, subliminally. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Okay, so this is going to be a spoiler. Like, if you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, like, I don't think you care. It's been a while. You've had yeah, time. If you haven't seen it by now, Come like, on. you don't care that I spoil this. No. And it's not even really a spoiler. But, like, okay, it's basically mirrors the original towards, like, the end. Yeah, pretty close. Because, like, um, Vigo or... Gozer? Gozer, the Gozerian. Yeah. Vigo's from the second one. <laughs> they, don't, they don't talk about Vigo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gozer, the Gozerian, wants to come back and needs to have the key master and the gatekeeper, right? right. Yeah. And the same thing that happens to Dana, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, happens to the Egon's daughter. Right. And who's the mom of the kid from Stranger Things mm-hmm. and the, uh, this girl. And she's like just starting a relationship with Paul Rudd. And so Paul Rudd turns into the key master, though. He's yeah. kind of like the Harold Ramis mm-hmm. slash Bill Murray or the, role. Uh, yeah. Or the, the, not Harold Rick, Ramis. The Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Right. Th- thank you. Uh, the Rick Moranis slash uh, Bill Murray role, because all in one. Right. He turns into the... The fucking key master. The key master, and she's the gatekeeper, or vice versa. Whatever is whatever, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Ghostbusters Afterlife, that happens, and they meet up, and they're like, look, in order to get Gozer... They have to fuck <laughs> is what it's implied. Mm. Okay. That's hot. And then as soon as they do, as soon as they get together, cause that's what they say. Like they have to get together. And Sexiest like, man alive. Yeah. As soon as they get together, that's when Gozer comes. Like when they come, when they Gozer come, comes, Gozer comes. <laughs> all three are coming at the yeah. same time. It's a <laughs> glorious moment. Uh, it's a real orgy. Yeah. Okay. 
that happens. And I'm watching. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then a light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis fucks Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> oh, man. Those are the rules. Yeah, I guess he banged her. Good for you, Rick. Good on you. They never discussed that. Fucking and guess what? Fucking Lewis? Lewis fucks Dana. Mm. Wow. They never discuss it. But guess what? Paul Rudd in this movie remembers it because he says to the mom afterwards, after they wake up, like, okay, this is the spoiler. Everybody, happy ending. When they wake up, he goes, well, I guess back there, you know, I know we were turning into dogs, but, you know, we had a moment right before then. Fucking doggy style. Yeah. Where they fucked. (laughs) We bang like dogs. Yeah. And it was awesome. And she's like, yeah, we did. So they both remember it. So Sigourney Weaver. So here's my theory. He's Oscar's like, Oscar's dad yeah, is Rick, Rick Moranis. Moranis. Oh, shit. It's <laughs> Paul Rudd. Like, just to be clear, I don't have a dog dick in real life if you still want to bang me in like, like, real life. It looks just like a lipstick. Yeah, it's not lipstick. Uh, it was before they turned into the dogs that they banged, though. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Once they fucked and they came, then they turned into dogs. <laughs> Once they ejaculated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so uh, that was my... Did you... You, not, you didn't get that? I don't was it rem- just me? I don't remember. Like I said, I saw it shortly after it came out, and it was one of those I watched like really late at night. I would like to know anybody out there who's seen Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife if you had the same thoughts that I do. Yeah, detail the sex, uh, please. Yeah, please let me know because I I don't think I'm off base here by saying that Rick Moranis fucked Sigourney Weaver and now is the father of Oscar. That's that's <laughs> Jason Reitman made that true. There you go. It's canon. It's canon now. <laughs> Did you like it? The movie. Uh, yeah, it was all right. That's kind of how I felt. I yeah. liked it, but I didn't love it. But yeah. it, was, it was, I didn't hate it. It was good. I will say this. Can I, uh, this is a little, maybe this is a, what do they call that when you have like an opinion that maybe not a hot, a hot take, hot take. Here's Brett's hot take. Ooh. I didn't like it any better than I liked the Ghostbusters, like oh, all female yeah, cast yeah, yeah. one. See, I liked it better than that one. I didn't. I yeah. liked the Ghostbusters all female cast one. Just eh. fine. The women were okay. I, I, would my life have been the same if I hadn't seen either one of those? Exa- yes, it would have been. But <laughs> yeah. I saw both of them, and I, my life is not worse. Yeah, my childhood is still intact. It didn't. Yeah, oh, it wasn't ruined. That's the worst. Oh, I you fucking ruined hate my people. childhood. Fuck you. I fucking hate people, dude. Well, your childhood's they, over. Yeah, your childhood's You're over. You don't ruin now. your childhood? Not being a you, kid anymore. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> time. Look at asshole. Yeah, father time. You want to be pissed off at somebody? Be pissed off at nature. Uh-huh. Father at, time and mother nature. They be fucked mad at you. yourself. They fucked you and you all came at the same time. <laughs> yep, and then Gozer came and fucking destroyed your dreams. Yep, yep with his dog dick. With his fucking lipstick It's cock. dog dick. I don't think Gozer has a pronoun. No. It's yeah. just an it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that happened. That that's that's what I was thinking of. And I, I thought as I was watching that movie, I'm like, well, that's kind of horror ish. Yeah. And I should talk to David about this. There you go. I'm glad we did. Got that off my chest. <laughs> we are at Mad Monster. Mad Monster Party, Arizona. It's happening right, right now. We've gone to this you've gone to this convention more times than I have, but this is like the third year they've had it here at this hotel. I think so. That sounds right. And I was telling you uh, yesterday when, when we got here, first day of the convention, that I love this hotel. I think it's a really nice venue. And I think they should just keep having it here every year. I hope so. Yeah. Because it's really close to your house. It's very close. Yeah, it's like 15, 20 minutes from my house. It's really nice. The only shitty thing, David, is the exhibit hall. The first day. This happened last year and this happened this year. Yep. They can't get their shit together the first night and it's hot as balls in there. When we went, walked into that exhibit hall at five o'clock, five thirty, it was about ninety degrees. 
As soon as you walked in, it was like, oh, fuck. Heat, Again. sweating, and nerds don't mix well. It's a bad combo. They don't have the best hygiene anyway. No. No. That's the only flaw about this. Other than that, I think everything and you know what as disorganized as i thought it was it ended up being more organized yeah it was perfectly fine everything went pretty smoothly yeah at first i was like this isn't fucking organized. this is ridiculous where's the, where's the manager <laughs> i demand satisfaction i'm a vip you know i'm a vip i'm an you guys, did you guys know that i uh flew first class here yeah. right <laughs> you do know that i first, first class, class. Uh. anybody want to hear my hot take on ghostbusters <laughs> nope oh. Uh, but we're here at Mad Monster, one of our favorite shows, you know, your hometown show, David. Yeah. It's a great show. We got a pretty good lineup this year. And we'll go, let's, why don't we go through some of the people let's that we've already met? Like, we've met everybody already that we wanted to. Yeah, unless we meet somebody tonight. Who knows? That we didn't want to meet? No, I mean, at the, like, the RAP party. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, a person we met that we weren't planning on meeting and didn't even know we met? Yeah, well, that was two years ago, right? No, yeah. No, this year in the elevator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we're riding up in the elevator and this couple gets in, uh, you know, an older couple, man and woman. And it's just like, hey, how's it going? And I asked what floor and they said, we're on floor five. They said floor four. And I'm like, okay. And then another uh, two women get in. Yep. They're going down to the lobby, I think. Or no, something. they were coming up to floor oh, two. Okay. Yeah. We were at the lobby. Yeah. That's and they're right. like, check your rooms. Just make sure to look extra close in your room because there's bugs we found bugs there were insects dead bugs arachnids and various <laughs> pests so we switched rooms we demanded we're like okay they get out and like, like all right yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. who was with the woman and us are just kind of like we don't have bugs in our room we don't have bugs in our room yeah yeah i think they just got unlucky and he's like yeah i think you're right just very unlucky <laughs> yeah they got they got crabs and then floor floor four happened they get out they're like hey have a good weekend we're like hey you too yeah, you too see you later see you later we'll never see you ever again nope have a wonderful life yep bye bye now we're down waiting in line and i see the couple and they're going into the exhibit hall before everybody yeah it hadn't opened yet and we're like what the fuck are they vendors or something I look, it's fucking Don Gibb who plays fucking Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds. That's what everybody's going to remember him for. Yeah, or the guy from Bloodsport. From Bloodsport. <laughs> fucking that motherfucker. Or he played like a Viking in like Capital One commercial. Oh, did like he? Like a couple of years ago. Yeah. That motherfucker was like standing right next to us. Like we talked to him. I didn't recognize him at all. No, he looked a lot different. But now that I see him. Well, now you can see it. Like, and now I'm like, oh yeah. But he had long hair. He had a ponytail. He was wearing a hat. Like it was tough. Yeah. But yeah, it was him in there. Yep. Him and his wife. Yep. Okay. That's the one person we met that we didn't really <laughs> weren't <meet>. expecting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, not that I didn't want to meet him, yeah, but I wasn't going to pay to meet him. It wasn't him. on the list. Yeah. It wasn't on the list. But we did have other people on the list, David. Yes. Quite a few. Who do we got? Uh, I think the first person we met was Ken Foray, who we've met before from Dawn of the Dead. We had him sign some stuff and he was really nice. He just kind of talked to us about like uh, the, uh, the poster that we had and it was a folded one. He's like, oh, you should probably roll that. And I'm like, oh, we know. Tom Savini told us all about it. He's yeah, like, all like, right. Tom good. Savini told us the same thing. Yeah, he's like, you got to roll it. Protect that poster. Yeah, and he was like, oh, where are you all from? And I said that I live in Pennsylvania. He's like, oh, say hi to everybody in Pennsylvania for me. I was like, okay. <laughs> I will. Every <laughs> single one of them, Mr. Foray. <laughs> so Pennsylvania, Ken Foray says hi. But he and Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton were all in the movie um, from beyond from beyond yes yeah and they were all right next to each other they were all right next to each other so we both got all three of them like right pretty much right, right away yeah each other. Um, but uh, Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton weren't there quite yet yeah so we went over and t- uh, talked to Robert Rustler 
yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He was Grady in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And it was kind of weird because like we went up to him and we talked to him real quick and got his autograph and then he didn't really say anything. Yeah, he us. wasn't super talkative. So we're like, okay, well, whatever. Well, cool. Sometimes everybody... they're talkative, sometimes, sometimes they're, they're not. not. Yeah, he was nice though. He was very nice. After that though, we went over to Barbara Crampton. Super nice. We met her always before nice. every time. Always a pleasure. Super, super cool. Yeah. Uh, so tell tell what happened, David. <laughs> so she's signing our stuff. And I, I think she was like, uh, you know, where do you live or something? We we're just kind of making small talk. And then she was like, she asked, like, do you collect or yes, resell that's what it was. or something like yeah, that? We're like, no, we're collectors. So this stuff that we're having you sign, it's for it's for our own collection. Yeah, and we're then we're fans. like, we actually, yeah, not only are we fans, we do a podcast. And she's like, oh, what's your podcast called? And we're like, oh, it's the swear wolves. And she kind of paused for a second and she looked at my hat and she's like, swear wolves. Oh my God. She's like, I was supposed to be on your podcast at one point, wasn't I? And I was like, yes. And we've actually never talked about this on the show. No. But a couple of years ago, two or three years it was, ago. Yeah, it was like it was a while ago. ago. We had been DMing back and forth with Barbara Crampton because we follow each other on Twitter about having her come on. And we had this idea for a segment and we're like, we're starting to make plans and she was into it. And, uh, and then I think it was while well, she was working on Castle Freak. Yeah, the she, remake of Castle Freak. She had to Freak. fly overseas and she's like, I'm actually going to be out of the country for a bit. I'll uh, reach back out to you when I get back. And then I think when she came back, that's when Jacob's wife was also getting yeah, released. She, has, she and just that had was a ton of, of stuff going on. And, yeah. and you and I had talked about it at the time and we kind of went back and forth on like, do we reach back out to her? Like, And I just, we we're just like, yeah, let's let it go. If we ever get the opportunity, we would love to do it, but I don't want to push. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Uh, and she was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. She's like, I still want to do it. Yeah. So when you get like after the convention, like DM me again and let's get that going. Yeah. So spoiler, we're going to have Barbara Crampton on the show at some point, hopefully, depending on her schedule, not in the not too distant future. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. So just a sweet woman. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. She is really awesome. Really short. Yeah. Yeah. She's very petite. <laughs> very small. Like she was wearing uh, she had, like, shoes big, with yeah. big, chunky like mm-hmm. soles on them. So I was like, oh, you're like five, five. And then I looked at him and I was like, no, nope. she's like five foot. <laughs> yeah. Very petite. But, but she was super sweet. Very nice. Uh, Jeffrey Combs was after that. Also very nice. We had, we shared stories about uh, having <laughs> airplane problems. Similar that travel day. problems. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he was he, flying out of Burbank, I think he said. Yeah, yeah. But he had all sorts of problems. Did yeah. he have to change planes too? He had to change planes. He had to get <laughs> off. He had to go to a different gate, just like I did. Bunch of bullshit. But uh, yeah, he was really nice. That was fine. Um, Deborah Foreman. Yeah, from April Fool's, April Fool's Day. Day. Yeah, so one of my favorite movies when I, when I was growing up, definitely one of my favorite horror movies. See, and I had never seen it until we reviewed it for the podcast, and uh, I loved it. Yeah, that yeah. movie was a, it's a lot. It was of fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, Amy Steele and Deborah Foreman, uh, and. Uh, What's his name? Biff Tannen. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's Fucking in that too. Tom. Uh, Thomas F. Wilson. Thomas F. Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in that. And she was nice. And she didn't say a whole lot, but she was she was nice. Yeah, she didn't say a whole lot either. And then we went down. You After that, Nick Castle had a couple things I wanted to get uh, signed by him that I didn't have the last time we met him. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Always uh, nice. Yeah, a very nice guy. Yeah. And always has kind of a line going on here. So, you know, you can't really talk. That. Yeah, we got a, a lot of Halloween fans. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, okay, you got to kind of move a little quickly. And then uh, after him was uh, John Kassir, who is the voice of the Crypt Keeper, which is most people know him as. Yeah. And he's done a lot of other like bit roles in stand up comedy and improv and stuff like that. Yeah. He was started talking to me about uh, 
various things that he had done and how he did uh, stand up with Charles Fleischer because he was signing our Demon Night one Yeah, sheets. that's how it came up. That's and right. And I said, oh, Charles Fleischer signed it. He's like, oh, you got Billy Zane and you got Charlie and, and Charles yeah. Fleischer. And he goes, yeah, uh, me and Charles used to do stand up together back a long time ago. And... Uh, you know, at the same time, at the same places. And he's like, yeah, back in those days, like Robin Williams would come up on stage. And he was like saying, he was like, it was crazy. Dude, that it was, sounds like a blast. Awesome. Yeah. I, I cool. almost said, was there a lot of drugs? <laughs> but I decided not to. In those to. days? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, he was really cool though. And I liked how he kept going in and out of the Crypt Keeper voice. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun. And then I, I brought up something that I think uh, kind of like surprised him. But I was like, oh, I wanted to ask you about something. I go, I was watching something recently on YouTube, and it was the Legend of Zelda commercial from the 80s. I was like, and that's you in that commercial, isn't it? And he's like, yes, that's me. And he proceeded <laughs> to tell me and David the story about like how he got the um, the job. He had just won on Star Search, I think he said. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he, or he'd just been on Star Search. It was either he won yeah. or been on. And they offered him this job to do this Legend of Zelda commercial. And they're like, look, here's the game. Watch the game being played and see all the clips. Come up with some stuff. And then we'll just film you acting like a maniac. And that's pretty much what he did. <laughs> that's awesome. And then they edited it all together. And you should look up that Legend of Zelda. Have you ever seen that commercial? I've never seen it. We'll have to watch it right after we yeah, record we'll watch this. It. Yeah. But the Legend of Zelda commercial from the 80s, it was like the first you know, game of that type for, for the NES. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I mean, one of the most successful NES games. Oh, of by all far. Time. Yeah, ever. Uh, so, but yeah, he made, he like improvised all of that. <laughs> yeah. And then while we're saying that, he started like reciting the commercial. Yeah. Back to yeah. Us. <laughs> and as really we're walking cool. away, he's like, Zelda, Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really cool. So we're on our way back over to, oh, I wanted to get Kane Hodder. Yeah, on yeah, my yeah. NES. That's right. Who's next? Friday Thirteenth. So NES again. Uh, I've talked about this on the podcast already, but uh, the, the original NES, box, the original box. And as we're walking over there, David has a Killer Clowns from Outer Space shirt on, and it's like a crossover shirt between that and uh, Halloween, Halloween 3. Three. Yeah, I think I got it from like Cavity Colors or something. Yeah, and it's a really cool shirt, and everybody always comments on it. And sometimes people get it, sometimes they don't, but it doesn't matter because. People either like Killer Clowns or they like Halloween 3 or they like the fact that it's combined yeah. together. So we're like walking past him and all of a sudden Robert Rustler shouts out like, and we we're probably, what, 20 feet away? Yeah. And he was like, too bad Susan's, uh, Suzanne Snyder isn't here. And I kind of looked around like, is he talking to me? Yeah. And I was like, he's looking at me. And, and then I think he could tell I was puzzled. Yeah. And he's like, your shirt. And then I was like, oh shit. And I looked down at my shirt and I was like, oh, cause Suzanne Snyder's in that in killer clowns. And I was like, oh yeah. And he's yeah. like, come here. Yeah. And, and he came over to us. He started walking over to us and I was walking over to him because I was going to ask him something and I don't even remember what I was going to ask him. Cause I was like, oh, he just sparked up conversation with me and David so I can go back over to him. And then he came over to us and he goes, come here, come here to David. And David's like, talking to somebody f that works for Mad Monster, and he was like, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I never did come back. No, you didn't. <laughs> but um, David came over, and Rustler proceeds to tell us a story. And we're not going to do it justice, but... It's fucking hilarious, though. It was hilarious, and it was hilarious talking to him about it. <laughs> and the way it. he told it was really good. But it's a story about the first job he ever had uh, kind of like in Hollywood. Kind of as an actor. Yeah, yeah. And he was like 18 years old, and it was him and George Clooney... And Grant Kramer, who was From, in Killer Clowns right. of Outer Space. And they were hired by a Japanese company for a print ad. 
And what they had to do was drive from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and it was for Pioneer uh, stereo. Stereo systems. Yeah. And along the way, there'd be vans of photographers. Taking pictures of them driving on this road trip. Yeah. Which sounds like the best thing ever. Like, And they got paid, paid like $12,000. Because yeah, I go, how much did you get paid in 1984 for that? If you don't mind me asking. He's like, I don't know, like $12,000. I was like, like fucking hey. He's like, yeah. That's a lot of money now. But like 1984 money? Uh, for Fuck a, yeah. three days worth of work. Yeah. And, and he's 18 years old. <laughs> Hell I would yeah. have thought I was the richest man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and this is before George Clooney was George Clooney. Like, yeah, he star. was Rosemary Clooney's like, yeah, like nephew or whatever the fuck he is to her. That's all he was. Yeah. So they're driving across from LA to Vegas or whatever. And he's like, this whole trip we're driving along. He's like, yeah, the photographers are taking their pictures and stuff. He's like, but you know, what do you do when you're in a car for that long? You just talk and bullshit, bullshit. with each other and get he's to like, know each other. Cause yeah. none of them knew each other. So, at that like, time. so we're talking and he's like, and Grant Kramer, just starts ripping ass and is just farting the entire trip and it stunk like shit and we're like please you gotta stop and he's like oh but i can fart on command like i've always got like one in the chamber basically yeah and wrestler's like get the fuck out of here he's like and pulls his finger and just like on command he farts <laughs> and then george clooney's like what and he pulls his ear and <laughs> farts again so cut to years later Rustler, who worked with Suzanne Snyder on Weird Science, yep. and S Suzanne Snyder was in Killer Clowns, he's talking to her, and he goes, hey, you know that movie you did, that Killer Clowns from Outer Space movie? He's like, I did this thing with Grant Kramer once, and he just farted, busted like ass the entire, the entire time. time. And Suzanne Snyder goes, the entire time we were filming Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that's all he fucking did as he well. He farted all fucking day, <laughs> and he has irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> and so I told Rustler, I said, look, we're going to Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati, and they're both going to they're be both going to be there. I'm going to ask. I'm going <laughs> to ask him. I'm going to ask Greg Kramer if that story happened. Just walk up to him and pull his finger. Don't even say anything. Just... Yeah, Robert Russell told me that I should pull your finger. Yeah. <laughs> what? So anyway, it was a funny story, and it was a fun moment for us because. Our original interaction with him wasn't bad, but it was just kind of like, okay. short. yeah. And I even said something to David afterwards. I'm like, sometimes it can be awkward because it's like, you don't know what to say and they're, they don't know what to say. And you're just kind of like, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh. but as soon as he started talking and we started talking back to him, like not talking back to him, talking with, with him, him yeah, and conversing with him, it was like. I could have talked to him for another hour because yeah. I had questions. He was very easy. Questions to talk started to. coming to my head, and I was like, "Oh, fuck. he's one I hope shows up at the party tonight because I think he'd be a lot of fun." Yeah, just yeah. continue to bullshit with. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, then we eventually made our way over to to Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, who was in rare form, because Dude. sometimes Kane Hodder, not that he's gruff. Yeah, he's a little gruff. He can come across that <laughs> way. Uh, he, he's yeah. always been nice. He's got kind of a persona. Like yeah. he's a tough guy. Yeah. But we, and we've met him many times. Uh, yeah. But he, and he's always nice. Yeah. But he was super chatty in a really funny, zany kind of mood. Yeah, he was just fucking around Very with boisterous. people. And, yeah, and just talking shit to some people. <laughs> like some guy who was in front of us handed him a Friday the 13th part one like replica poster, like yeah. 11 by 17. And Caden looks at it and he goes, I wasn't in this fucking movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in it until seven. Hey, come on, man. Get your shit together. Uh, but we got up to him and he was signing some stuff. And then... He goes, uh, oh, he he signed my NES cartridge. He goes, oh, the old video game. He goes, do you like the new video game? And we're, and like, we're like, do we? <laughs> oh, we play, we play it all the time. Yeah, we're like, we loved it. And we can't wait for Texas Chainsaw Massacre because he's he's going to do the motion capture for Leatherface. And already has done a lot of it. 
And he told us, he goes, in fact, next week I'm going from here, my man monster to do more motion capture motion stuff motion cap- for the game. And he goes, and I love the company that puts it together. Yep. It's gun, right? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. And I, it, they're awesome. And he goes, I just love doing it. So he's doing more mocap for TCM. Yep. And he said he really loves the Friday the 13th game too. Yeah. And, and then we all agreed that it sucked that there's the lawsuit because he goes, there's tons of shit that just never made it into the game. They couldn't even release, which is probably like the boat. Yeah. All the cool, um, cool shit from part eight, part eight. Yeah. And then the stuff from part 10 that they never released. Yeah, so oh, that would have been cool. Oh, well. Oh, well. Maybe someday, but probably Probably not. not. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and then, like, as we're kind of walking away, I can't remember how he, he brought he up, like, that something. he's done, like, lots of other credits, because we we're just kind of talking about his various roles, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm in a bunch of episodes of, like, Days of Our Lives, like, as a, just as a stuntman. He's like, I'm in an episode of Seinfeld where I played a mugger, and we're like, what? And then that got Brett remembering when we did the alligator episode, because I think he even said at the time, like, we need to ask him about this the next time we see it. So yes. you were like, Kane. Were you, we were looking through IMDb and we were talking about the movie Alligator. You're credited as the Alligator. And he just started laughing. And we're like, is this true? And he like kind of paused. He's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm in like one scene. I'm in the rubber alligator costume, just kind of working the, and I think you even said he's like, the jaws, the, the mandibles, mandibles, or whatever the hell you call it. He's like, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I was in there. Yeah, he goes, it's in one scene. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, after that, uh, David has uh, Rob Zombie Halloween yeah, poster, poster that that by, of, I got a shit ton of people on it. But I, and we had met Danny Trejo before, but I didn't have him on there. So I was like, all right, I get, got to get Trejo. So we yeah, got in his line. We got him. He was really busy, though. That so, was the first time. Oh, no, Kane Hodder was the first one where we actually used our VIP status to get to the front of the line. Yeah. So we did that with Trejo, too. We're like, yeah. sorry. Because they have long lines. And it's sorry, like, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Squeezing in here. And do you know what we are? We're VIPs. Yeah. Short little Wayne's World backstage pass. <laughs> <laughs> Bypass this line. Uh, and he, you know, I, I was fine with the interaction. It was very, very short. And he was nice. And he shook my hand and everything. But we didn't talk a whole lot. But I got to talk to him a lot during uh, the last time I met him. Yeah. And this morning when he was going to get breakfast, oh, yeah. he walked by us. And he's like, hey, guys. And he like he gave, gave us fist, fist bumps. bumps so. That's right. While we were sitting there. But Trejo is almost 80 years old. That's insane. He's 78 years old. It's and nuts. he doesn't act or look like it. No. He's very spry. He's very, very spry and very with it. I guess he doesn't very act or look like what? What you would picture a typical 78-year-old man looking or acting like? Yeah. Maybe when I was a kid, that's what I pictured. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> like, not like that at all. <laughs> no. And tons of energy. Yeah. yeah. He was really cool. Yeah, he was and really cool. That was it for last night, I think, as far as the guests that we met. Yeah, and then we just kind of hung out. Oh, we went to... So, like David said, and I think I said earlier, we, are, we bought the VIP tickets because... We just decided to do that. Yeah. There's there's perks. <laughs> there's perks <laughs> and, it's to wor- it. and it's worth it to us. Yeah. So there's a special lounge that you can go to if you're the VIPs. And it's kind of nice just to be able to go in there and just sit down and it's hang quiet. out. And they have they provide free wa- bottled water. And they got like horror cartoons playing. Yeah, snacks. Snacks and like nuts and candy and cookies and you know, nutter butters. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I'm going to eat those nutter butters after we record again. I'm sitting over here. Uh, but we're walking into there and we hear from behind us someone go, hey, are you guys the swearwolves? I'm like, yes. And at first I was like, huh? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I turn around and I was like, we're going to recognize this person. And no. No, we didn't. It was a listener. It was a listener that we had never met before, never really interacted with online before. Yeah. And she goes, 
I'm a I'm a fan. Yeah, it was cool. And we we're like, I go, oh, and David goes, I'm David, and I go, I'm Brett. David, how are you? <laughs> yes, Brett, I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, we went right into our bit. We went right into a bit, and she laughed, and then we talked about stuff, and she's like, I just started listening a year ago, but I've listened to all the old stuff and now the new stuff, and da 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 da. She was super nice. Super really, nice. She's really cool. So. And we saw her again uh, this morning and this afternoon. We've seen her. Yeah, a few saw times. her again. <laughs> gave her some swear wolf stickers. Yep. So if you ever see us at a show, please say hi. We yeah. really, we really like talking to people. Yeah, and, exactly. And, if we we talk ha- to and if we have shit on us, we'll we'll give you free shit. <laughs> we talked to her for about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It was very nice, very pleasant. Super nice. So if you're listening, it was a pleasure meeting you. Yes, it was. And then today, oh, oh, I did ahead. want to touch on something. Mm. A real sensitive topic. Real Let's sensitive get serious topic. for a second. Yeah. Remember how I said that I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, Pennsylvania time, mm-hmm. which was midnight, Arizona time. We went to bed at 11 o'clock, Arizona time. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. was up for 23 hours straight. It's ridiculous. I was so fucking tired. Yeah. yeah. We both crashed pretty fast, but yeah, you especially you're running on fumes. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. In fact, I think you take a little nap. <laughs> I might take a little nappy while you're eating your nutter butters. <laughs> I'll tuck you in. Oh. Do you want me to sing to you before yeah. you go to bed? Yeah. Give me some warm milk. <laughs> sing you a Bobby Brown song from Ghostbusters. I guess we're gonna have... But I'll do it a little bit. All on our own bread. <laughs> please, please stop. Nighty night, man. <laughs> uh, and then today we got up and we're like, all right. Uh, we kind of farted around in the lobby for a bit. And we're like, all right, let's go. We watched tennis. <laughs> we did. We watched Wimbledon. It was, it was fun. And we then, got into it. Yeah, we did. We watched the men's uh, finals. The, the women's finals. Oh, the women's final. That's right. That's yeah, right. it was the men's double finals and the women's single That's finals. Right. Yeah, it was very good. Come on, David. Get with get, it. Get I had to explain get your, tennis get to David. Together. I'm an expert at tennis, <laughs> but I'm all not. the scoring and everything. Now I'm a pro. <laughs> it's like every four years, I'm an expert bobsledder <laughs> because I watch a bobsledder. Yeah. I'm like, what they need to do is... <laughs> and see, the big difference between this and the luge... <laughs> If you want to know about the skeleton, but I have been watching too. a shit ton of Wimbledon. Like I'll yeah. turn it on during the day when I when I'm working. Yeah, just watch it. I'll watch it. I get into it. Do you, are, are you like motioning along? You're like, huh? No, but I do go. I do go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so today I had um, scream uh, score on vinyl. And we met Nev Campbell. Uh, we oh, talked about fuck. it at our Texas Frightmare episode. But just how, to recap, yeah, that. just to, for, for those catching up, uh, we waited in Nev Campbell's line for about six or seven hours or so. Between six and eight hours. I yeah, think. it was a long, long day. In fact, we were one of two of the very last people to get her autograph and photo with her. Yeah. That night at Texas Frightmare after a very long, and it was after the hall had already closed. Like she stayed afterwards to get everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was a very long day. So today I was like, well, I want to get this score signed by her, but because we have VIP, the line, it shouldn't take that long to get her. So, and we got into the hall early. Yeah. So we lined up to get into the hall and there were already like maybe 10 or 20 people in front of us. They're like, Oh, worst case scenario. If all these people are going to Nev Campbell, all right, we'll be like 20 people deep. No big deal. That'll go nice and fast. Mm-hmm. So the doors open and then immediately those people who are all in front of us all started going down other aisles, like going to vendors and stuff. And you and I just literally walked right up to Nev Campbell and were the very first people in line. Yeah. She wasn't at the table yet. So we yeah. did have to wait a few minutes. Yeah. But it was still awesome. It was the exact opposite of what happened last time. And we even told her that. Yeah. And she, like, yeah. Uh, she, she enjoyed that story. <laughs> uh, and she was super nice uh, and signed my record. Yeah, in red it looks awesome. It does look awesome. Oh, sign the the, the cover, not the yeah, not itself. the album itself. It's the 
The jacket. The jacket. Looks nice. Yeah. So other than that, uh, we ran into our friends from uh, since the 90s. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out to Amanda. Uh, I, I think she listens. I don't know if she listens. I think she does. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if not. Uh, but uh, she's in town from Los Angeles uh, with her boyfriend and her friend. And uh, they uh, they have like a little vending booth where they sell like, she sells like old toys and like, I don't know, collectible shit. Yeah. It's kind of cool shit. There's something I've been eyeballing that I might <laughs> grab maybe tonight before we leave. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And then just walked around and kind of looked at the vendors. We both got iPhone cases. Yeah. And they plug in. Like, it's really weird. It plugs into like the power of your phone. And they light up, but only like when the, your screen is illuminated and it's sound activated. So it like flashes different colors. It's yeah. awesome. I got a ghost face one and you got a Freddy one. Yeah. And I think I want to go back and get the I might get Jason one. one. Yeah. I kinda oh, they were only $15. 15 bucks. That's a great deal. They look cool. They do look cool. I agree with you, David. Yes. And there's other stuff we hem and haw about. David and I are the worst shoppers. Never go shopping <laughs> with David and myself because we're just like, uh, oh, maybe. we pick up stuff. We like piss off a lot of vendors probably because it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to buy this. I did buy some comic books from this guy and I'm going to read them because they're comic books and that's kind look, of my I'm going to uh, read them right now. Yeah, I'm going to read them right now. Oh, look at this. Uh, but I bought this comic books called Cover of Darkness and the way the guy described it, it sounded fucking awesome. Yeah, he had a really good sales pitch. He did. So I hope it's good. Yeah. The artwork is good. It looks cool. And it's basically the Universal Monsters meets Game of Thrones is what he said. Yeah. And it has like kind of their origin stories, but then mixed with like mythology yeah. and shit like that. It sounded that. really interesting. Yeah. Like Creature it. from the Black Lagoon is the spawn of... Poseidon banged no, a... No, not Poseidon. A, a pirate banged, oh, a, banged mermaid a mermaid and Poseidon got pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> and like, yeah. Banished him from Atlantis or I something. Think, I don't I know. I think Gozer was involved as a gatekeeper <laughs> yeah, and the, key master. Yeah, they turned into oh, dogs. Complex. It's a, yeah, it's a complex. Complex There's thing, lipstick involved. I'm gonna read it. David said he might buy it. Uh, might buy the set. It's just a six issue arc, so it shouldn't take too long. But I'm gonna read it, and maybe I'll give an update or review. If you read it, we can talk about it. Cool. But it's pretty cool. Like the artwork's pretty awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. He said the guy who drew the covers for these is the guy who does Batman artwork. I don't know, but the inside artwork is done by somebody else. Yeah, just the cover art. Just the cover art. But the inside artwork was just as good. Uh, other than that, I don't know. That's it. I bought my daughter a bracelet, Aww, an amethyst bra- bracelet, because her birthday's coming up. It's Aww, actually very, passed by the time it's coming up. Yeah, I know. I bought my wife nothing. I bought my wife something because yeah. I'm gonna go down and buy it for her. Oh, I'm probably still gonna buy my wife nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. She doesn't listen to this. No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> Uh, that's about it. I don't know. We're going to a party. There's a party tonight. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, that'll there's be cool. So hopefully some party. of the, hopefully some of the guests will wander in and we even can, if there's we can not, chat up. we can just hang out and be the coolest guys in the room. Mm-hmm. It's like two Arthur Fonzarelli's walk into a room when we walk into these horror conventions. Uh-huh. The record scratches like, Oh, <laughs> oh shit. What, what have we here? Oh, wait for them to do something guys. Cause whatever <laughs> they do is the coolest and it won't take long. <laughs> They'll do something any, any second now. They always do. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. I leave tomorrow morning. Tear Mm. comes from David's eye. David's taking me to the airport in the morning. Heading back home. Yeah. Another long-ass day. (laughs) I'm just going to drive 20 20 minutes minutes or so back to my house. Probably (laughs) go to bed. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our uh, Mad Monster recap. 
Yeah, another good show. Well done, Mad Monster. Well done, Mad Monster. Well done indeed. We'll so, see you next year. Hopefully. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Don't f- turn the air conditioning on before the hall opens. <laughs> yeah, the rest of today better go swimmingly or, or it's your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to past Brett and David, those assholes. Yeah, fuckers, take it away. That sounded wonderful. Great job, us. <laughs> David, we need to talk about a movie. What movie did you pick for this week? Dude, I picked Beetlejuice. This is a movie like I've kind of been wanting to do for a long time. I know it's not mm-hmm. quite a horror movie, but you're, you'd be hard-pressed to find a horror fan that doesn't like Beetlejuice. You go to any Spirit Halloween store like around Halloween, you're going to find Beetlejuice shit everywhere. And you actually have uh, a couple Beetlejuice things, don't you? I do. I've got like the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, like the sign that's like pointing uh-huh. at his grave. I've got one of those yeah. hanging up. Uh, yeah do you have the tombstone i do yeah and it lights up and everything and i have yeah. that for halloween yeah i got a few beetlejuice items i got a few beetlejuice items too i have the um like the little tiny uh heads of uh um adam and barbara mm-hmm. when they're like when their faces are all stretched yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those are kind of cute i got a sandworm it's my dirk <laughs> <laughs> it just opens up and another dick comes and another out. Another dick comes out. It's 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 odd. Is, it, is what it is. <laughs> it's a deformity, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's odd because it's gross. Um, we're gonna talk about Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was released in 1988. Did you see this in the theater? I did. I saw it at the drive-in. Oh, nice. Yeah. I did not see this in the theater. This Aww. was not a movie on my radar in 1988 until it came out on VHS. Okay. And and then I saw it. Um, But this movie was released March 30th, 1988. What was the number one movie in the theater that week, David? This movie was a big hit, so I'm going to go with Beetlejuice. You are correct. Now, can you go two for two? No. Can you go a two for here? The number one song the week of March 30th, 1988 was? I'm going with One More Try by George Michael. Oh, no, but that fucking try. song, that's yeah. a good song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how much I loved you. That fucking album, uh, that George Michael album, uh, Faith, Yeah, I believe it is. It's a good fucking album. Some good album. stuff on there. Not the number one song, though. R.I.P. No, mm. another person who's now no longer with us, but also, well, probably better than George Michael. Whitney Houston? No, his name starts with Michael. Oh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Oh, oh. okay. It's a good song. Song. Gonna make a yeah. change. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. <laughs> and we all know how I feel <laughs> about fucking Bad. Yeah. I yeah, think it was his best album. But uh, Man in the Mirror, probably his best song. In my opinion. All right. Agree to disagree, but it's a good song. I'll give it that. I'm not agreeing to disagree. I'm going to disagree to disagree. <laughs> disagree to disagree. I'm going to agree to agree that you should agree with me. No. What is man better than what is better man than the Man in the Mirror? Cheesy as shit, but it's a good song. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's not. It's and it's not a cheesy. ballad. If I want to pick a Michael Jackson song, I want to pick a banger. What? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, beat it. That's a good one. It's good, but it's no Man in the Mirror. Beat it's got Eddie Van Halen on guitar. Fuck, fuck, whatever. The song uh, Thriller is a good song. It is. Yeah. 
Agreed. And Thriller has good songs. Beat It's a good song. But Man in the Mirror, that's a song that you need to listen to. It speaks to your soul. You're going to make a change. You're going to make a change, David, and we need to make a change in this world for the children. <laughs> for the children. <laughs> for the children. <laughs> All the children. So Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson was the number one song. Of course it was because like that's when Bad came out and oh. that was like a fucking awesome album. Uh, but Beetlejuice was written by Michael McDowell and Warren Sharon. Scarin? Scarin. I think it's Scarin. 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 Warren Scarin. Right in a horror movie. Good <laughs> job, Warren Scarin. Uh, directed, of course, by Tim Burton with music by, of course, Danny Elfman. Those two, I don't think have. I don't think Tim Burton's done a movie without Danny Elfman scoring he it. Has he? Did yeah. Um, Ed Wood was Howard Shore. Oh well. Yeah, Danny Elfman and Tim Burton had a brief falling out, uh, but they oh. they're friends again. Why? What happened? Uh, I think it had to do with Nightmare Spill Before Christmas and the way Danny Elfman was credited. Danny Elfman felt that like his contributions so much contributed to the story that he should have received like a screen uh, like a writing credit, something like that. Hmm. Well, he wrote that all might the songs. Be, I might have made that up, but something like that. Danny Elfman did write all the songs. Yes. And the songs are a big portion of that fucking movie. Yeah, so, <laughs> Yeah. Like, music and lyrics by Danny Elfman. I mean, that's that's kind of... Kind of covers it. Weird. Yeah. That kind of covers it. I I don't know if he deserves didn't screen write the dialogue. Writing. Like I said, that might not be the story, but I know they, they had a brief falling out. I think Ed Wood is the only movie... There might be another one, but I think that's the only one not with uh, Elfman. I like Tim Burton. I like his films. Yeah. I like uh, uh, Danny Elfman. I like his music. So I'm glad they're friends again. Agreed. Or at least working relations. Working relationship. Uh, this movie stars Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Alec Baldwin as Adam. Uh, is it Maitland? Yeah, Maitland. Gina Davis as Barbara Maitland. We got Jeffrey Jones as Charles Dietz. Catherine O'Hara as Delia. Dietz and Winona Ryder as Lydia Dietz. There's also Sylvia Sidney as Juno, Robert Goulet as Maxie. Robert Goulet. <laughs> R.I.P. Passed yeah. away. Uh, Dick Cavett uh, as Bernard and Glenn Shaddix as Otho. Runtime for this movie was 92 minutes with a budget of $15 million. What do you think the box office was on this? Mm, I'll go like 75. Jesus Big hit. Christ. 74.2, Ooh, David. Was close. You're hitting on nice. You're hitting on all cylinders today. If you would have <laughs> just guessed the fucking greatest Michael Jackson song as <laughs> the number one song, you would have fucking won. Bummer. I don't know what you would have won, but uh Jeffrey Jones, a lot of uh controversy around this guy. Yeah. He was in a ton, a shit ton of movies when I was Tons growing up. Tons of stuff. Yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was in Amadeus. Uh this movie, obviously a lot of Tim Burton films. And then uh, not so much anymore. No. Got caught with like uh, <laughs> pornography and not the good something, kind. Yeah, yeah. Something bad happened. Uh, yeah. It's gross. Mm. Catherine O'Hara is in this. Catherine O'Hara is fucking awesome. My wife loves Catherine O'Hara. I do. Primarily, she's great in everything. I mean, she's great in everything, but primarily these days from uh, that fucking Shit's show. Creek. Uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah, fucking hilarious. Winona Ryder. This is, a, this is an early Winona Ryder film. Um, I this has got to be one of her first, if not her I first. It predates Heather. It does. This was yeah, like the movie that she that made her kind yeah of put like her on the map. Yeah, uh, Winona Ryder was in Lucas as like her early mm-hmm. film, uh, first film, but this was like her first like starring 
role. Like, gotcha. This is, this is a Winona Ryder's like breakthrough performance, and then of course the next year was Heather's. But uh, this started her relationship then with Tim Burton. Ultimately yeah. led to her relationship with Johnny Depp. That's right, Edward Scissorhands. They started Edward Scissorhands in 1990 together. Glenn Shaddix, that guy Otho. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> he's also the mayor in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Yep. He's no longer with us. No, yeah, he's dead. Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. This was uh this was a breakthrough, I think, performance for Michael Keaton too. Like he had done Mr. Mom and some other shit, but I feel like this role and then subsequently his Batman role kind of took it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a, a comedic actor in this one, but then Batman is more of a serious role. Right. Uh, Bruce Wayne. And and I remember when he got cast as Batman. There was a lot of controversy. Yeah, it was like, this guy's were, a comedian. Yeah, people were pissed. Yeah, and it's like, and he's not associated with like action, and he's not a big man. No, but he did fucking awesome. Yeah, he was great. Batman. I don't, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But uh, let's talk about the plot of this movie, David. What happens in this movie? Well, right off the bat, we get awesome opening titles and great music by Danny Elfman. Like, the main music for Beetlejuice is fantastic. It's so good. Of course. But we get, like, an overhead shot of, like, this small town, and we see buildings and barns and churches and all stuff. And I love that. And it slowly turns into a model. Yeah, and we get like a spider that crawls over one of the buildings. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah. We're not. We're no longer <laughs> looking at an actual overhead shot. Yeah, I, usually Tim Burton films open up with a cityscape. Yeah, or a town, and it's a small town, maybe in like the northeast. Uh, I looked it up. They filmed it in Vermont, and I think they say in the movie that they're in Connecticut. Takes place in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah I think so. But very, uh, very northeastern. Yeah, very rural. Very pretty. Yeah. But we got this couple, uh, Adam and Barbara, yes. and they've got this big house, and it's just the two of them. And yeah, it's, it's kind uh, of like a Victorian house. Yeah. And it's seemingly they just moved there. Yeah. And it's a it's like a holiday weekend or I don't even know what's that. They're they're on vacation. They're taking yeah, they're taking two weeks off just to spend in the house and work on the and house. Do some He's gonna work on his model and she's gonna work on putting some uh, new wallpaper. wallpaper up in the guest room. And they just got plans to relax and spend time together in their house, which they love. And and they love they each love other. They love each other. And then this twit comes around <laughs> knocking on the door. Jane. She's like, yeah, Jane. She wants them to sell their house. They got an offer from a couple in New York City who saw a picture of it. And they want to put an offer for like $260,000. I was like, what? 1988. That's a lot of money. I guess. But nowadays I was like, 260. That's a steal. Yeah, give me that house. I'll take two two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Later in the movie, Jane says that she's family. Like, so I was trying to figure out like what the relation was there. I think she just says that. Okay. I think she just says that because they don't like her. No. Adam and Barbara are like like, avoid like, oh, you talk to her. No, you talk to her. Yeah. She's just a nosy fucking neighbor. Yeah. I think is basically what it is. Adam owns a hardware store in town. Yeah. And, and he needs uh, a brush, uh, and he needs to get something for the model. So he's like, hey, uh, yep. Barbara, let's go up to the store. You ride with me. Yeah, and she's like, okay. So they drive up to the store, and when they're coming back from the store, a dog runs in front of the car. <gasps> and to avoid it, Barbara has to turn the wheels, and she goes uh, through this bridge. Uh, like this like a covered bridge. Covered bridge. And the car is, like, teetering. 
Yeah, just the one dog piece of wood <laughs> holding it up. Yep, one piece of wood that's kind of got uh, like a teeter totter, and the dog is holding it up. The dog jumps off, and the car goes tumbling. The dog's into a water. fucking murderer. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> David's right. Because Barbara and Adam, they don't survive. Now, we don't know that they're dead, and they don't know that they're dead right away. Right. Because they go back home, and... Um, they're all wet. And Adam's like, do you remember how we got here? How did we get home? This is weird. Yep. And he goes to go outside. Well, at first, they like warm up by a fire, and Barbara, yeah, that's her true. hand catches on fire, and like, well, that's also <laughs> weird. But you're right. Adam's like, I'm going to go retrace my steps and see uh, how did we get back home. And when he goes outside, all of a sudden he's like in this weird fucking Tim Burton esque, like another dimension world. Yeah, uh, they do call it Saturn. Beetle yeah, just calls it on. Saturn. Mm-hmm. Barbara grabs him from off screen and pulls him back into the house. This is where we first see the sandworm too. Like when he's out there, like a giant worm comes after him. It looks just like David's dick. It looks just like my dick. It's got two mouths. <laughs> it's very strange. It's black and white, <laughs> striped really <weird>. with eyes. <laughs> yep, uh, and teeth. Those teeth. All those teeth. Oh, I'll never forget those teeth. Uh, but yeah, she pulls Adam back in and he's like, uh, Barbara, that was really weird out there. And she goes, you've been gone for like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, just stepped out and now it's nighttime. Yeah. And he's like, what yeah. the hell is going on here? And she's like, well, while you were gone, I figured some things out. Let me show you something. And she takes him up to the mirror and she has like a little toy horse or something and moves it. And like, there's no reflection. And he's like, well, that's fucking weird. He's like, yeah, you want to see weird? Also, check out this book that's sitting over here. And it's the handbook for the recently deceased. And I it's love that line. Like when they first see it, Adam picks it up and he goes, handbook for the recently diseased. And she's like, deceased. <laughs> but Danny Elfman's music that plays over that is like kind of triumphant like music. And when he stops on diseased, like the music kind of stops. And then when she says deceased, he's like, oh, deceased. And then the music goes, bum. <laughs> kind of a fun little reveal. Um, this is also where we get our first glimpse of Beetlejuice. We don't actually see him. We just see him from behind. I think he's reading a paper and he's talking. I hear his voice. Yeah, and he's like, oh, "I got to get a job. Let's see, uh, wanted ads or whatever." And he opens up to an it obituary. Goes to obituaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Ooh, the Mate- the Maitlands. Uh, they look nice and stupid." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then uh, yeah, and then we cut to back to Adam and uh, Barbara. Adam and Barbara and more time has passed and they've see Jane come to the house and she's like mourning, mm-hmm. but she's also sold their house to the Dietzes. And that was the rich New York couple or family, I guess that had initially that Jane was initially telling them about, uh, they must've got a steal on the house now. Yeah. Question for you. Mm. Let's say they had the house paid off. They have no family. The only one is Jane who gets, who gets the house? Because if the house isn't paid off, then I would assume it goes back to the bank, or at least whatever money they owe right. goes to the bank. Right. And but then who gets the bank? Who gets the it. rest of it? Like the equity? Yeah. I don't know. Jane. If there's no next of kin. Yeah. I guess it depends. I on guess the maybe they would have a will. Yep. Yeah. That's why it's important to have a will, kids. <laughs> have a will to specifically talk about who gets your shit. Like yep. David's. David says I get all of his pinball machines and you guys heard it here on the podcast that he said, I get all of his pinball machines. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Adam and Barbara are putzing around in the house and the Dietzes start moving in. And we learn um, that because like Barbara and Adam are trying to figure out like what's going on. And she's like, they're not super pleased about it. And we learn that um, 
the living typically won't see the dead. And like the, the yep. handbook specifically says the word won't, not can't. It's like they usually just won't. Yeah. They just won't see the dead. The Dietz is we got uh, the dad who is Charles. Um, Charles. That's Jeffrey Jones's character. And he's kind of like this guy who he wants to get away to the country to get away from the city so he can relax and it's, it's kind of funny where he's like he's still like shaking his knee he's like see i'm so relaxed already i've been here for 10 minutes <laughs> and he keeps like kind of reassuring everybody like no this is exactly what i want i want this i want to live out here dude uh, it reminded me of you like <laughs> what <laughs> you were like moving out of the city moving oh, yeah. somewhere a little okay. less populated east yeah constantly justifying why i'm out here i'm, well, I'm, I'm out here i'm, I'm out here because i like it guys <laughs> i'm really happy but i am i'm really happy uh delia uh is uh Catherine o'hara's character she's the stepmom to lydia yep we never find out what happened to her mother but uh delia is her stepmom and she is your typical like it's like green acres she's yeah like, she's like a yuppie like uh yeah. she's a city girl and she's an artist. She's very kind of neurotic. Well, she thinks she likens air herself quote, to yeah, an artist. Air quotes, artist. <laughs> she's definitely a yuppie. Yeah. And she's always like, oh, I got to have the fanciest, most expensive stuff, right? So she's hired Otho to be her interior decorator. Yeah. And Otho is a fucking douche. <laughs> He's very pompous. Yeah. They go all through the house, like saying, "Oh, oh we're yeah. gonna paint the house. This, uh, this room, this color. This room, this color." And while this is all happening, uh, Adam and Barbara are trying to scare them. They're like, "Hey, we're we're ghosts now. We should scare these people off." So like, Barbara hangs herself in the closet and like tears off her they own face. Her. Like they don't even see it. And then uh, Barbara cuts off Adam's head, and they walk into a room, and she's just holding his head and with a bloody knife with in her knife. hand. <laughs> Nothing. I thought that was kind of funny. They're like, "Well, fuck." Definitely. Uh, Lydia's walking around, and that's uh, Winona Ryder's character, and she's she's like uh, goth. Yeah. She's like very like dressed in black all the time with like she's veils like veil. over her head. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I'm, I'm death. You know, she's just <laughs> <laughs> fucking whatever she is. Yeah. Uh, she's a typical teenager. I yeah, guess. she's yeah, kind of looking around and taking pictures and stuff, and she sees them like in the window, and she's like, what the hell? From outside, she sees them up in the window, and she's like, "What the? What's going on?" So she tries to go up into the attic, and the attic door is locked. Yeah, and Gina but Davis Jane recognizes gi- it. She's like, "That girl saw us." Jane gives Lydia a skeleton key that can open any of the doors. So Lydia takes that up to the attic, and she tries to open it, but it doesn't open. It doesn't open. Yeah, Adam like pushes the key out with like a rod yeah. or something. Meanwhile, Adam has been reading the handbook. And he says it reads like stereo instructions, like he can't understand it, but he's reading the, uh, the handbook and it says, if you need any help, draw a door. Yeah. So he draws a door and, uh, they have to knock on it three times and they do. And it opens up. Yeah. And right before they do this, um, he also, when he's going through the book, an ad falls out of it and it's an advertisement for Beetlejuice. And then all of a sudden on his TV, uh, a commercial comes on for Beetlejuice, like kind of saying like, "Hey, you got problems with people, uh, you know, living in your house? You want to get gone? rid of people? Yeah, I can help. Just say my name three times." And his little, uh, he does like a little song and a dance. 
Uh, yeah. I love that part. Dressed up like a cowboy. Yeah, he goes, I'll uh, eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. <laughs> he uh, also doesn't say his name is Beetlejuice. They have they they don't know his name is they they say Beetle Guys because it's yeah, spelled yeah, like cause a, it just says that on star. the star. Yeah, and it just says that on the advertisement. So they don't even remember his name. He's a bio exorcist is what he fancies <laughs> yeah. himself. So they go into this door and they find themselves in a waiting room and there's various different dead people there. There's a guy who choked on a chicken bone. There's a He ate uh, that thing whole, magician. man. They got like a whole chicken bone <laughs> in his throat. They ate, uh, there's a magician's assistant who was cut in half. <laughs> there's a guy with a shark attached to his leg. There's a guy with a shark attached to his leg. There's a dude with a shrunken head. Like a hunter who's got a, a dude, shrunken head. A dude that burned himself uh, with a... Or he must have gone to bed with a cigarette. Yep. Torched himself. Yep. And he offers uh, Adam a cigarette. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to cut back myself. Because <laughs> he's smoking, <laughs> but he's also like ash. And then there's a woman behind the counter who... The receptionist. Uh, she's working like, there. Miss like Argentina or something. Yep. And she killed herself. Yeah. She slit her wrists. Um, so uh, we get all these like cool special effects like makeup effects practical effects of these people that are dead and then there's uh adam and barbara and they're like well we need to talk to our caseworker and and miss argentina says like well do you have an appointment no well you're gonna have to wait in line and they're serving like nine million four hundred and thirty thousand whatever the numbers are yeah ultimately though their caseworker does see them and that's juno and this is three months later like that's how long they waited. Yeah, they've they've <laughs> been in the waiting room for three months, but it feels like three minutes. Yeah. Um, but they get escorted to uh, Juno's room by a guy who got run over by a car, <laughs> and he's like flat, and he's just like hanging, being transported being, by like, cables. Yeah. Yeah, I should I should tell I should tell this story. Uh, back in the eighty uh, eight, there was a show on TV called um, Don't Just Sit There. It was on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And it was like a kids talk show, so it was hosted by kids. They had a band that was a kid that was made of, of kids, like thirteen year old kids. And I was like 12, 11, 12 years old at this so time. You were all so about I would it. Watch this show. Yeah, yeah, I would watch this show. And they had the puppets or whatever. Oh, from Beetlejuice. From Beetlejuice. There, they had the guy who was run over. They had the cigarette guy, and they had the shrunken head guy. I oh, think. that's awesome on the show That's and they were cool. looking at them and, and they were like all making like jokes and shit like that. So yeah, I had seen all of these guys uh, before I even saw the movie, I think. And I was like, wow, That's, that's cool. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, this whole waiting room scene and going to visit Juno because as I was watching it recently, I was like, this is Tim Burton's Star Wars Cantina. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it reminds me of like looking into Tim Burton's brain. Like, is this what it looks yep. like in there? Like the way like all the everything is slanty. There's like checkerboard yes. floors. The way the characters look, all the colors. It's very yes. Tim Burton. And the, and the people that are dead are also like different shades of. They're not skin color dead people. You know, they're just like some are green, some are blue. Yeah. They're not like it doesn't look real. No, the makeup is really cool. It's just fun. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, they meet up with Juno, and Juno's like, listen, you guys got to figure out, you guys got to deal with these Dietzes on your own. You got to scare them. Yeah, your ghost. She's like, figure it out. And everybody keeps asking them, did you read the handbook? And they're like, 
No, we haven't read the handbook. Well, you got to read the handbook. There's yeah, a chapter in there. in there on haunting. Adam brings up, he's like, well, what about that beetle guy? And she's like, whoa, 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 don't even say his name. Like, you don't want to deal with that guy. And she kind of gives no, him a little he, story about him and like how he's bad news. But not before telling them how to summon him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was her assistant, uh, Juno's assistant for a while. And then he went out on his own because he was just kind of causing too much chaos. Yeah. So he went freelance. Yep. And he likes to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, he's a little, so, little rougher. So they go and they're trying to scare uh, the Dietzes. And they put sheets on. <laughs> like fucking Charlie Brown. Yeah. They go around trying to scare him. Well, uh, Charles doesn't get scared. He thinks it's Lydia. And he's like, you better hope that yeah, your mother doesn't see that. She'd be pissed when you sees that you cut hole in her, holes in her expensive sheets. They go to try to... Uh, scared Delia who is knocked out on Valium <laughs> yeah and I like she sits up and turns the TV uh, remote button because I think she thinks that the TV's on and then just passes yes. back out <laughs> uh, and then Lydia's laying there in bed and she can hear the Ooh, ah, and she thinks her parents are having sex she's like oh my god so disgusting so she goes and takes pictures of them as they're walking through the hall and she thinks it's Charles and Delia yeah and she's, she's like, like you want to do that kinky insane. sex shit do it on your own time fucking perverts yeah. She picks up one of the Polaroids and she sees that there's no feet. Yeah, it's like, what the And so fuck? she's like, oh, shit, you guys are the dead people who I saw in the attic. Yeah, and because she's like, who, well, are, you? who well, are you? And he goes, we're ghosts. And she's like, are you gross under there? Are you Night of the Living you, Dead under there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, Night of the Living what? Um, but while they were stuck in um, limbo for thir- three weeks or whatever, three months, three months, Lydia found the their book, the mm-hmm. handbook for the recently deceased, and she read it. Yeah. So she knows she knows what's going on. She says to them like, "Oh, I read your handbook," and they're like, "You can see us. You can yeah, see like, us like actual us." And she's like, "Yeah." And she has this line where she's like. Um, the handbook said something. Oh, what does she say? Oh, she says something yeah. like, strange and I myself, it was a little strange and unusual. Like, like she wants them to like applaud her. <laughs> she's like, huh, yeah, she does huh, say huh, it kind of like that. I myself am <laughs> strange and unusual. So Lydia sees them. She has these pictures and she goes to Delia and she's like, hey, Delia, I have these pictures of these ghosts. And she's yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, they want us I'm to leave. Having a dinner. Like, nope. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm having a dinner party. Yeah, fuck um, off. Fuck off. <laughs> so Adam and uh, Barbara are like, all right, well, fuck this shit. Uh, we're going to have to, let's go to this beetle guy and, and try to figure this out. So they say his name three times and then they enter. They're basically now in the model that Adam has been working on. Uh, yeah, because that's like, where Beetlejuice is like stuck. Yeah. In, in like their cemetery, in I guess. Yeah. Because so Juno even says that he's been sleezing around your cemetery lately. Yep. So they have to dig him up out of the out of the cemetery and that's where you get the sign like the sign you have that says Beetlejuice yeah, it's got the arrow yeah and it's got his uh, tombstone that like lights up and so Adam starts digging and it is a, kind of a cool scene too because the grass is like that rubber grass that yeah, he has fake. yep and then the, the dirt and is it, cork board yep so they dig up through all of that and they finally get to his grave and this is where we get the Beetlejuice reveal and he comes flying up and he's just flying in there and he's just you know hanging in the middle of the air yeah he's like hey here i am and uh he starts making out with uh barbara (laughs) yeah yeah trying to kiss her like looking up her skirt like he's just perving yeah 
Yeah, and they're like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, no, no, I'll help you. I'll help you. We're we're simpatico. We're amigos. And he's got even. He's like, his clothes changed to what Adam's wearing. Yeah. And he's like, we even shop at the same place. <laughs> then he like, he's we can like, talk about. Hey, come on in, come on in. And he like kind of like waddles up to his little grave, and he's like, oh, I haven't had time to fix up the place. I hope it, I hope you guys are okay. <laughs> he's like, I hope you like spaghetti. <laughs> like fuck we this, we're out of here. Beetlejuice's look here for a second. Uh, he's uh, Michael Keaton, but he's kind of this paunchy guy uh, who's got white skin with black circles under his eye. And, and his hair's hair. kind of green and, and gross. And he's disgusting. Yeah. Like, he's always, like, hawking up loogies, and he's like, oh, I'll save that for later. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. He's just a gross-looking dude. His skin's all fucked up. Yeah, he, he's very know. dead. <laughs> he's very dead and very disgusting. <laughs> But he makes a little sales pitch, and they're yeah, they're not feeling it. They're like, no. And it's almost like Beetlejuice likes the dead and doesn't like the living, so he wants to like cause havoc for yeah, the living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he makes a sales pitch, and then Barbara's like, uh, I don't like this. So she says, home, 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 and they get out of there Yeah, uh, immediately. And he's like, where'd you go? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? And he's like, hey, you're dealing with a professional here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So at the dinner, Barbara's like, I got an idea. We can scare them. So at the dinner party, Lydia starts telling everybody about how she saw ghosts. And uh, Delia's like, no, don't, don't bring yeah, that up. But, but Otho, Otho is really he's intrigued. And he's like, tell us more about these ghosts. And Delia's like, I don't want to talk about the ghosts. What I really want to talk about, and she pauses. And then all of a sudden, the song Deo. Deo. <laughs> by harry um belafonte Belafonte starts yeah yeah, starts playing and she starts lip syncing to it and everybody's like everybody at first yeah they're like what are you doing and she's like she just wasn't doesn't stop and she starts dancing and then charles starts dancing with her and it's all like uncontrollable like they're like what the hell's going on like like they're possessed almost and then yeah and then everybody starts singing and dancing everybody starts singing and dancing and uh they just are getting possessed basically. And then at the very end, we get kind of like a jump scare. Yeah. The shrimp that they were eating, like ha- pops up arms. Like, yeah. <laughs> Big like hand hands. pulls their face. Yep. And then, uh, and then cut to Adam and Barbara and they're like, we did it. We scared we them. Yeah. They're looking out the window. They're like, Oh, they're going to any second. Any now they're going to come out of the house screaming and get in their cars and drive away. No, any minute Lydia now. comes upstairs. <laughs> yeah, she's knocks on the door like, "Hey, they want to talk to you. You can wear whatever sheets you want." Yep, they're really happy. They they think it's great. And uh, Otho and Dick Cavett and all uh, the uh, Dick Cavett's wife, they're just like, you know, why didn't you tell us about this? I didn't even know I could calypso, and <laughs> you know, they're just fucking pretentious fucks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, and Delia is acting like uh, she's known all along. Like, oh, you know, we were wanted to be careful with uh, who we tell. Yeah. Everybody would want to invite them to their parties, you know? So they immediately start thinking about how can we make money off of this? Exactly. Adam and Barbara are like, no, we're not going down. They're like all pissed off. Yeah. Well, because they won't go down, uh, uh, the Dick Cavett character is like, fuck this. Like, we're out of here, Delia. You're a flake. And I think he somehow thinks that they made all this up. But it's like, dude, you were there. You saw it. You were dancing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, everybody leaves. Yeah. So Otho is the only one left and he goes up with uh, Delia to the and and Charles to the attic. Yeah, because now they're pissed. uh, (laughs) Yep. 
And they're like, where are you, dead people? You come out of that attic. So the door opens and they get up there. But Adam and Barbara are gone. Yeah. I like that when they're going up the stairs, Delia says something to Lydia. She's like, you know, uh, Lydia, this is a lesson for you. Like, uh, if you don't assert yourself in all situations, people, whether dead or alive, will be walking all over you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, While they're up there, Otho swipes the handbook for the recently deceased. And he goes downstairs. And while he's going downstairs, Beetlejuice uh, takes it upon himself to try to do a little little work on his own and turns uh, the handrail or whatever, the stairs, into a snake. And he turns into a snake and kind of torments them. And he tells uh, Charles, like, we've come for your daughter, Chuck, and fucks with Otho <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah, and, and he throws he throws Otho down the stairs and he throws Charles off the ba- off the balcony. Yeah, and then Barbara and, bursts uh, in and sees it. And she's like, oh, shit. And Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice makes him go away. Yep. And uh, L- Lydia's like, you guys are assholes. Because she yeah, thinks why it's are you doing them. this? And she runs away. Cut to later. And we got Charles who's like, I'm going to buy this whole city. And he calls his boss. And he's like, we should just invest in the whole city. And we can just buy the whole thing. Because yep. people will come here from New York to uh, stay. And his boss, who is uh, uh, Robert Goulet, and he's like, okay, whatever, whatever, Charles, I got to go. Lydia is like writing her suicide note. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> want to be alive anymore. No, she wants to be dead like uh, Barbara and Adam. Oh, and Delia and Otho are like going to try to conjure. They want to try to conjure the spirits up. He says something like, I know just as much about the afterlife as I know about interior decorating. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you can see, yeah, but you can see his interior decorating abilities are like, "Mm, not that great. Yeah. Because that house is all fucked up looking. (laughs) So Otho's like, we're going to have a seance. Yeah, because now Robert Goulet is there. Yeah, because they're like, we have ghosts. And Robert Goulet is like, all right, I'll come out. When Barbara and uh, Adam, they talk to Lydia about her suicide or whatever. And they're like, no, no, no. We, you don't want to be dead. Dead isn't all it's cracked up to be. And in fact, <laughs> yeah. we've been doing a lot of thinking. We'd love it if your family stayed here and we could all just live together. Yep. But they also make it known that they don't want to be like Pets. trained monkeys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So Lydia tries to tell uh, Otho and Delia this and they're like having none of it. But Otho's like, I'll make them come down because I've been reading this handbook of the recently deceased. And, and Lydia's like, how dare you? And then she's like, Otho, you can't even fucking change a tire. You're not going yeah, to be able to do anything. Conjure, conjure up spirits. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll do it. So Goulet's there. Everybody's there. And they start having this fucking seance. And they uh, sure shit. They bring Barbara and Adam out of hiding. And because they have their like wedding yeah their wedding clothes and their spirits enter the clothes and then like immediately like gina davis barbara she starts aging yeah like decaying yep and they're like something's going wrong and lydia's like stop it stop it and otho's even like oh shit i, I don't know how yep. sorry and then adam enters his well delia or not delia lydia goes up to uh beetlejuice and she's like can you help him beetlejuice says i can help yeah, him because he's in the model yep yeah. She's like, he's like, I can help them, but uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. If I help them, I need to get married because the only way I'm going to get out of here permanently is if I get married. Yeah, he's like, hey, I don't make up the rules. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's like, how old are you? Are you of age? <laughs> he's like, you know what? Uh, second thought, don't answer that. Yep. So he agrees. But she's like, yeah, whatever I need to yep. do. He agrees to help. And so he goes out there and... Um, he starts having this wedding ceremony with uh, 
with uh, Lydia. Well, and the first thing he does as soon as it comes out, as soon as it comes out, he gets rid of uh, Robert Goulet. Like he he cleans house a little bit first yeah. before the wedding. But did we pass over the part uh, where Lydia first met Beetlejuice? Yeah, when he does the charades. Yeah. Because he's like, I can't tell you my name. He's like, Beetle Orange? Beetle Breakfast? Beetle... Uh... Yeah, because he's showing like a, a jug or a carton of Minute Maid. Yeah. <laughs> Did you remember when Minute Maid looked like that? Yeah. That Like that logo? I was like, oh man, that takes me yeah. back. I want some Minute Maid. I love orange juice. It's the best. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, so yes, he takes Robert Goulet and his wife and he like... Uh, shoots them out of the house <laughs> like uh like yeah so he's like attention kmart shoppers yeah he's got like um almost like uh, in a carnival when you smack the, the hammer like uh you hit the thing with the the hammer yeah, yeah it's the test of strength of the, i guess right out of the house yeah right out of the house yeah, they're dead yeah. <laughs> he killed them for sure <laughs> and then like he sees otho and he's like where are you going round boy <laughs> and like he like shoots like a little air gun at him with his fingers and like transforms his outfit that he's wearing into like a hideous le- a leisure suit. And Otho's like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now it's wedding time. Yeah. Um, he starts preparing for the wedding and, uh, this little guy comes out and he starts marrying them and he's going through the whole thing. Does anybody, you know, whatever. And Beetlejuice has to grab a ring and he's like, Oh, I know it's in here somewhere. And he's like looking around and he finally finds a finger and he's like, uh, she meant nothing to me, baby. <laughs> She meant nothing to me. <laughs> I was Beetlejuice for Halloween one yeah. year, and this was the version that I was. It was the wedding oh, nice. uh, version. So I had like a red tuxedo and a little puffy shirt and everything. Nice. It was pretty fun. Um, the Maitlands, they start saving her because they get out of their thing. And then uh, Gina Davis is like, uh, starts saying Beetlejuice. And then he puts like a zipper over her mouth and she unzips it. Yeah. And she unzips she it. She says Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. And then he like throws and puts a metal thing like a metal plate over her mouth yep. so she can't say it a third time um but beetlejuice sends her out to saturn to where the sandworm is and then what happens to adam adam goes adam's in the model oh yeah he's in the model so he gets on a little toy car little car and he's driving it towards because he's trying to disrupt this wedding ceremony because they don't want beetlejuice to, obviously to marry lydia and so uh he crashes into beetlejuice's foot and right when he does that then all of a sudden through the roof uh, Gina Davis comes riding the sandworm. Yeah, I don't know quite how that happened. I was like, what? I know. I, I was watching it recently too, and I'm like, this just kind of really the I never really the end just really just Yeah, I never really thought about that as a kid. Yeah. But I was like, wait, what? How? The end just really like happens really quick. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden the sandworm eats Beetlejuice and everything's fine. And then it's like months later and Adam and Barbara are living in their house with the Dietzes and uh, Winona Ryder comes home from school and she got a good grade on her math test that Adam and Barbara were helping her with. It's like they're helping raise her. And <laughs> yeah. she starts singing uh, Shake Sonora. <laughs> yeah, so like a reward for her doing good on her test. She's like, you, you promised me that if I if I did good, yep. you would uh, you'd do a little something for yep. me. And it's, like, yeah, it's right. just like a lip sync thing, kind of like what they did. Kind of like the Deo scene, but yeah, with Shakes, you know. And then we got uh, Delia and Charles upstairs, and Charles is reading like uh, another handbook. And he's like, this does read like stereo instructions. (laughs) And it's like a handbook for living people dealing with the dead. It's like in reverse. (laughs) And then uh, Delia has made a a sculpture of Beetlejuice's head and scares the shit out of Charles. "Ah, (laughs) And then that's like the end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. And then we get like a kind of an epilogue with Beetlejuice. Now he's in the waiting room. 
to see his caseworker or whatever and he like gets a number and it's like number 50 billion or whatever and he's like fuck and he looks over at the next guy it's the and it looks like he's the next and person it's the headhunter yeah and he's like hey uh hey buddy he's like oh is that elvis over there like quickly switches their numbers oh oh and he's like oh looks like i'm next i got a photo shoot with gq later on <laughs> and then the headhunter shrinks his head yeah sprinkles a little f- pixie dust or yeah, something and he's on like oh head. maybe this is a good look for me <laughs> yep that's it that's it that's the end like i said the end happens really quick I never, even as a kid, like that point, like I like the end, but there's like right when uh, they start doing the whole, um, like the, I guess the climax of the movie, I always thought that that just clips along. That just happens. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, hmm, okay, well, it's not really a satisfying ending. It just ends. How do you rate this movie? This is hard. Do you want me to rate Um, it first? I love... (laughs) Yeah, you go first, but I think I know where I'm going. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it four Pamela Voorhees heads. Okay. I'm not going to give it five uh, or even higher than uh, four and a half. Uh, I'll give it four. And I think the part of the reason is is that that ending, it just happens too quick. The other thing, too, is that Michael Keaton yeah. and Beetlejuice makes this film. And there's not enough. Yeah, of, and he's barely in there's it. There's not enough of him. And I want to see more yeah. of him. Um the movie's funny and it looks fantastic. I just need more Beetlejuice. And I love the special, the practical yeah. effects that they use. Like I said, that whole waiting room scene uh, was my favorite. So four. But we're pretty close. Um, I'm going to go four and a half. I was thinking five originally, but I agree. The, it doesn't quite stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Like the ending is a little bit rushed. And I agree there's not enough Beetlejuice, but I also kind of like that. He doesn't ever outwear his welcome. Yeah. It kind of leaves you wanting more. And I agree, like the art direction in this movie, everything looks very imaginative and fantastic. Like even the stuff that looks fake, it looks fake in the most delightful and charming way. Uh, in a way that like movies just don't look like that anymore. Like some of the stop motion stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. And then I think Danny Elfman's score is terrific. Uh, and, it's awesome. And at this point... And it's almost like a character unto itself. Yeah, and at this point, this was only Tim Burton's second major motion picture uh he did peewee's big adventure in 85 and then beetlejuice in 88 so this was kind of like his first like real like peewee's big adventure was a was a good movie but that was a peewee herman movie this is more of like a tim burton movie and led the way to stuff like edward scissorhands and mars attacks and things of that nature so 4.25 that's pretty good uh they're finally finally I know, we're going to do the sequel. Going to do a sequel. And Tim Burton has said, so 30 years later, so uh, if not more, yeah, thir- more than 30 years later. Jesus and more Christ. than 30. Yeah. <laughs> 34 years, 35 years later at, at this point when it finally gets released next year, I believe. Tim Burton has said that if uh, Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton decided they would come back, he would do it. And Michael Keaton decided to come back, and Winona Ryder said she would do it. And rumor has it that Johnny Depp's going to be in it. That just started. Oh, interesting. That just started. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Huh. After that uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial was going on, and, and he's kind of been, quote unquote, vindicated. Uh, yeah. He, uh, people aren't afraid to hire him because they're like, listen, movie studios are going to go whichever the way the wind blows. And if the wind's exactly. blowing, it's all about the dollar. Exactly. If the wind blows in Johnny Depp's favor, he's going to get hired again. Yeah, principles don't really matter. It's, yeah, it's the dollar. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, he was found not guilty, I guess, of whatever the fuck yeah. it was. No, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that, that um, I just that's, heard. That's interesting. So it'll be, it hmm. will be interesting to see what they do. 
Um, cause it, listen, I like, I like Johnny Depp as an actor and I like him in Tim Burton films. So I, that would be welcome. I like Beetlejuice yeah, agreed. and I would love to see, uh, Michael Keaton back in the role after so many years. And it would be interesting. And I like Winona Ryder, um, too. Uh, she's back in the public eye because of stranger things. And she does such a really, uh, such a good job in that show that I think, I think the time is right to do it. Now they were going to do a sequel years ago <laughs> yes. called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. <laughs> Which sounds so cheesy and tacky that it might've just worked. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith talks about it because I believe he was offered the chance to re- write the script hmm. um, or rewrite the script. Um, he met with Warner Brothers and they said, uh, we like your, your movies. Uh, you, you have your choice. You can either do this one or Superman. And he's like, well, I'm going to choose Superman <laughs> over Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. They're like, we're going to fuck you out of that funny, too. Funny thing is, is that those were both uh, Tim Burton things. That's right. I remember when Tim Burton was attached to that with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. 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 And there's some, there's some footage that just came out not that long mm-hmm. ago of Nicolas Cage trying on the suit. I saw some of that in the suit. Yeah. Yep. Really weird. Interesting. Really weird. Very weird. <laughs> I'm excited for the sequel, though. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tim Burton hasn't done anything since Dumbo, which I, di- which yeah, I didn't see. Tim Burton, he's become hit or miss, mostly miss for me. But his early stuff, I mean... From Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns. Ed uh, Wood. Ed Wood. Go- Nightmare Before Christmas. All of those are awesome. Well, here's the thing. Nightmare Before Christmas, he didn't direct. Yeah. So, I mean, he wrote the story. But it's still, like, when you look at the movie, though, like, this looks like Tim Yeah, Burton's he did brain. the artwork. But, um, and yeah. he produced the movie. So, I mean, essentially, he made the movie. But you were, I mean, you were hitting everything. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Ed Wood, Mars Attacks. Yeah, all of those movies are great. Mars Attacks, eh, it's all right. Sleepy Hollow. Love it. Planet of the Apes. Eh. My problem with Planet of the Apes is I really love the original so much that when they remade it, I was like, why? When Planet of the Apes came out, I remember seeing it and I was like, oh, I like this movie. And then it came out on DVD or whatever at the time and I bought it. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this movie's not very good. (laughs) Um, Big Fish. Which I the love Big Fish. And a lot of... The movie gets me in the feels Tim, every time. Tim Burton fans, like hardcore Tim Burton fans, don't really like Big Fish. Get the hell out of here. The movie's terrific. I, I love it. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it's all right. Corpse Bride, it's okay. I like Corpse Bride. Sweeney Todd, I liked Sweeney Todd. Yep. Uh, yeah. Alice in Wonderland, mm. It's okay. My wife really likes that one. I thought it was all right. Dark Shadows. That movie sucked. <laughs> Frank and Weenie. Liked it. I didn't see it. I didn't see the um, new one. I saw the original one that he did, the short film. Um, yeah, it was good. Big Eyes, never saw. Miss okay. Pennegree's Home for Peculiar Children, never saw. I haven't seen that one. Dumbo, didn't see that. I haven't seen it. But, I mean, that's a good... Yeah, actually, now hearing you say all of them, I definitely like more than I don't. Yeah, but... Uh, but yeah, Beetlejuice 2, bring it on. <laughs> Beetlejuice 2, yeah. We should... Uh, uh, whenever that comes out, we'll... We'll review that one. Yeah, so definitely. 4.25. Oh, I should also mention too. Did you watch the cartoon? A little bit. Uh, I remember it. I think I was a little old by then. Yeah. For I wasn't quite the tar- uh, target demographic. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember seeing it a couple of times and thinking it was okay. Yeah. I, I liked the uh, cartoon. 
And then, uh, did they have a video game? There was a Nintendo game. Uh, I don't remember it well, though, so it probably sucked. <laughs> probably. But Beetlejuice was a big deal. It was a big deal commercially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have any thoughts on Beetlejuice or anything else, uh, why don't you contact us? How can they contact us, David? Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok. Uh, just search the Swearwolves on all those platforms. On Instagram, uh, we are the Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, we have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. Uh, we have our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And David has a sandworm dick. Yes. Big potty on my poopoo. Uh huh. Or no, no, the other way around. <laughs> you're gonna pee on my poop. Yeah. No, I'm gonna poop oh, on your pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pee. And then, I'll and then you're gonna poop on it. Yeah. And then we'll flush to conserve water. <laughs> no, I'll flush. If I go in there and your piss is in the toilet, I'm flushing. Shit all over. Oh, you're gonna shit on that piss. Well, you don't want the backsplash. I get it. I get it.